as everybody knows who lives in the state of Texas, the government just lifted the mask mandate yesterday. I'm recording this on the 11th. They took it off the 10th. So now we are mask-free in Texas. So this set up kind of an outrage in Texas. Uh, it seemed like a lot of people weren't very happy with it, knowing that only about 6 to 10%, I believe, of Texans have been vaccinated. So it's kind of like we're, we're sprinting before we can even walk. It seemed a little early, but we also do need businesses to work, so I do understand that side of it. But... Amidst all the outrage and everything, I wanted to make a little bit of light of it, and I came up with this idea. I want to come up with the top 10 best or just my favorite movie masks of all time. <clears throat> Without further ado, let's get right into it. Number 10, I actually put as a pretty spare one, but I do like it, um, and I'll, I'll explain why. It is Jason, Friday the 13th. Me personally, I hate uh, horror films. I don't like them. I don't understand them. I don't. I, I understand that people go to the theater for like the thrill and just like the raised, you know, heart rate while you're watching a film. Uh, just kind of the up and downs, the twists and turns of, of a horror film. I, I get that part of it, but I don't get like the scary part of it. I I don't. I'll say this: I prefer to sleep at night. I value my sleep more than most things on earth. And I just prefer not to watch a scary movie to a, a fictional scary movie that will just keep me up all night for no reason whatsoever. So I just, I just don't like scary movies. Call me, call me a pussy if you want. I don't care. I don't like them. I prefer movies that are like true stories, kind of like War Dogs, uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Pain and Gain, those types of movies. I like, I like those. Um, but let's get let's get back to Jason's Jason's mask here. The hockey mask, it's so simple that it's not, and it just works. It's it's like the most generic, stereotypical criminal disguise that you could use, kind of like as a joke. But that's kind of the twist of it, and that's kind of the classic look behind the Jason mask is that it's so corny that it's not that it makes it scary. And I do like the way they make it look in the in the movies, but just based off like pictures or whatever I've seen. So, with that being said, Jason, if you are real, no hard feelings to you, buddy. Don't come after me. I am putting you on my list, okay? So, let's move on to 9. The younger generation will get this one, Marshmallow. Now, Marshmallow, he's the guy who's kind of um, he's the, he's the super hot DJ who makes all the hits and who wears kind of the huge helmet marshmallow shaped thing on his head all the time. Um, now that helmet has got to be super hot and uncomfortable. And as he's gotten older, I, I bet he's done hundreds, if not close to a thousand appearances at various events, whether it's his concert or some sort of like red carpet thing or just like a random appearance. I bet he hates the helmet more and more the more he wears it. But I bet at first he's like, I think he started when he was 23 or something. And he's like 28 now, I think. I think he's 28. And I bet he, he thought it was a cool bit at first. I bet he was a lot of fun. Now he's probably just kind of sick of it. I thought that until I read read this Forbes article that said, quote, 
Success has allowed Marshmallow to upgrade to a $55,000 helmet that has internal air conditioning system and programmable LED lights and weighs just eight pounds. So that's that's really cool. That $55,000, gee whiz, who makes this stuff? But more power to him. If it's air conditioned, by all, by all means, I would wear the damn thing. I love Marshmallow's music. I think it's it's super original, and everything he drops seems to be a hit. Um, but his favorite song I draw he dropped was, um, or my favorite song was, Happier. Uh, can't remember who that was with, but that was a really cool song, really catchy, and just a really happy song in general. Um, the DJ's name is is Chris Comstock. That's who it came out to be. Kind of came out as his identity in 2017, but he still prefers the helmet. Uh, in August 2017, Marshmallow confirmed that he hides his identity because he wants to stay away from fame. Quote, I don't take my helmet off because I don't want to wear it, because I don't want or need fame, he wrote. I'm genuinely trying to create something positive for people to connect with. It's a great bit now that he says all this and I read into it a little bit more, and it's definitely a life that I would enjoy. Kind of living a double life as a mystery super DJ with top hits who hides his identity while being able to walk down the street as your normal self as Chris Comstock and maybe one out of 100, 500 people recognize who you are. So that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool uh, career that I'm quite jealous of. So that's my number nine. Marshmallow coming in at the best movie masks. Now let's move on to number eight, more of a childhood one. Number eight is going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Kind of spare, colored bandanas, kind of corny. I'll tell you, but the kid, Riley, he ate uh, Teenage, Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles up. And every other kid my age kind of loved them too. They were kind of hot at that time. They, there was a really popular cartoon and it was a popular Halloween costume. And a lot of action figures were out. So it was really hot when I was six years old or something like that. Um, now, the cartoon, it was always funny when people would recognize them until they took their masks off. Like, like they would have their masks off, and then when they took them off, they'd be like, Wow, you're a turtle? <laughs> it's, like, it's like in Shrek 1, when Shrek saves Fiona from the tower and they meet on the, the mountain, and he takes his night helmet off, and she finally realizes that he's an ogre. <laughs> or when the Joker takes off his blue mask in the hospital in front of Harvey Dent, and he starts shaking in the hospital bed because he finally recognizes him. It's kind of it's like that. So, anyways, <laughs> Donatello was my favorite. I loved the purple little mask he wore, and I loved uh, that he was the brains of the group and that he had that cool stick. And I love that each of them had their signature weapons. Like Raphael had his little pitchfork thing, like handheld pitchfork, whatever you call them. Um, what was it? Leonardo. He had the double swords, which is probably the most lethal of the four. And Michelangelo had the nunchucks, which was which was a cool bit as well. I thought it was really cool that they they named they were named after famous artists. It was kind of a contrast because these these corny little turtles are named after these generational famous artists but it just kind of worked nobody asked questions because it was awesome and the most recent uh, TMNT movie they made with Megan Fox in it a few years back with all the CGI and stuff I 
I didn't mind it at all because I got to see my my childhood heroes, you know, on this screen, and it actually wasn't that bad of a movie. So that is that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hopefully, that brought back some nostalgia for the millennials listening, which is all of you, honestly. Uh, let's move on to number seven. Spider-Man, and I'm talking original trilogy with Tobey Maguire. The reason being, I love the scales and the eyes on the mask that he wore because they were kind of three-dimensional, almost like you could you could feel them when you're touching them. Give it more of a give it more of a raw or authentic look to it, and it was a physical costume compared to Tom Holland's mask slash costume, which was all tricked up and. It seemed really CGI at times, even though, yes, the Tobey Maguire one was CGI when there would be action scenes. But the Tom Holland one kind of just looked like the mask looked like there was just too much mascara on it <laughs> around the, the eye line. Uh, my favorite part of the Tobey Maguire mask was the reflective bug eyes where you could kind of see what's going on through what he what he can see. And. You could also see Mary Jane want to smooch him upside down. So that was kind of hot. That was a pretty hot scene where he smooches her and then beats up the guys around her or vice versa. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in forever. I, that's probably one I need to re revisit the whole trilogy because it was really thrilling. Um, and to answer the question that everybody asked, uh, your favorite, favorite Peter Parker. Everybody has their own. My favorite is Tobey Maguire just because I was a kid when they came over and I was just so consumed by it and I loved it. Uh, but the other two, uh, Garfield and Tom Holland, I think they're both great and they're they're just all different in their own way. So let's move on from, uh, from Spider-Man and let's move on to Black Panther. Black Panther had a very badass kind of, kind of Batman feel to his mask. The white lining of the mask made it re look really cool. And they found a way to make the cat ears look tough as well. He had such a badass look to it. The black was so cool. And man, it, it was great. And you knew it was durable because it was made of vibranium. Which is ultimately why I did put him over Spider-Man. Because in a fight, Black Panther is going to beat Spider-Man's ass all day long. One thing I noticed about Black Panther is he didn't wear the mask a whole lot of the time during the Marvel movies he was in, it seemed like it was off 75% of the time. So I, I wish we would have seen it more. And uh, to, to round off Black Panther, uh, rest in peace to, to Chadwick Boseman. Uh, the passing really got to me for a couple days just because he was such an incredible role model. And he was just an all-around fantastic person. And I loved watching him in, uh, what was it? 42, the Jackie Robinson movie. I thought he was fantastic and he was perfect for that one. Uh, we lost a great soul, and rest rest in peace to you, sir. Let's move on to number five, Iron Man. I chose Iron Man as my number five, and the highest of the Marvel characters because he, for one, saved the universe and the technolo technological capabilities of the helmet itself. I always enjoyed when in the movies when when the camera would cut to a frame of his face inside the helmet. Talking to Jarvis, telling him what to do, or getting info relayed to him on a screen inside of the helmet. Uh, the, the scene in the first Iron Man movie when Tony is saving that small war town from being raided by whoever it was. 
um, his helmet detected who the hostiles were and who the hostages were, and then his suit shot those shoulder missiles at, at the bad guys and killed them all. I thought that was a really cool scene, and, and Iron Man just had all these tech, technological hookups that just made his suit just so much better than everybody else's, and his mask so much better. Um, lastly, I, I do like that, that Tony changed up his suit throughout the Marvel series, but the helmet itself didn't change all that much, and there was a reason for that. Let's move on to number four on the list. And as you can tell with the music in the background, it is the Mandalorian. Now we've, we've only witnessed Mando for like two years or whatever it is, but he's already a classic Star Wars hero. I put him in a class of his own over Jango and Boba Fett because they take their helmets off. And Mando, he respects his, his Mandalorian code of honor to the helmet and keeps it on 99% of the time. And it's made of Beskar, which is an indestructible iron material. And I read up on Jango and Boba Fett a little bit, and they apparently use a weaker, more cheaper uh, material for their suit overall. So Mandalorian would beat their ass if they got in a fight. Now, the first two seasons of, of Mandalorian were stunning, start to finish, and made so much sense to just the story and the timeline to Star Wars itself. Now, I'm not going to go into detail because I know I'm going to get raided by Star Wars nerds if I said anything wrong, so I'm just going to leave it at that. All I could leave this one at is I, I hope the Mandalorian, we see the Mandalorian's helmet in the future and we see eight seasons of the Mandalorian, even though I don't think we'll, we'll see that many. But let's, let's move on. Number three on in the list of my top ten favorite movie masks... Batman. Now, the Dark Knight series is my favorite movie series of all time. Uh, the Joker one is my favorite movie of all time, with Rises coming up right behind it. And, by the way, Christian Bale is far and away the best Batman and Bruce Wayne, and any arguments that are sent my way about that will be dismissed. Although I, I saw the trailer for the new Batman coming out in 2022, and it seems like Robert Pattinson is, is going to be a good fit for that. But anyway, anyways. <laughs> Batman's mask um, is, quote, to protect the people closest to him, and that the idea was to be a symbol slash Batman could be anybody. So he was representing the city of Gotham with his mask, basically. All Batman wanted was for the city of Gotham to be safe, for its, their citizens to be safe, and for the city to become and remain uncorrupted from the various villains that Batman encounters and that Gotham encounters and the mob itself. Um, and as we know, Batman encountered a ton of different villains in Gotham, such as Joker, Penguin, uh, Riddler, Bane, you name it. There's so much, so many more probably that I'm missing. He's a, he's a real G that moves in silence and has good intentions for people he cares about. Now, the thing that's so attractive about the Batman series is the juxtaposition of Bruce Wayne being such a, a flashy billionaire and giving this air about him that he has everything he wants at the, at the tip of his fingers while anonymously fighting crime in the shadows, which 
which makes his character and the story just so much more intriguing. And that's, I think, why I loved it is because he had such an underdog mentality, even though he had everything. Now, let's move forward from the greatest superhero of all time to one of the greatest villains of all time. And that will be Darth Vader. Now I look, I did some research before I did this list, uh, just seeing what other people would say. Um, and surprisingly, there were several lists of top movie masks, and Darth Vader was actually number one in most of them. And I can't argue with them at all, but I do have him at number two because he is much less awesome than my number one. Now on Darth Vader, there's not many character actor combos better than Darth Vader to James Earl Jones. He's had James Earl Jones had such a just fatherly voice to him and it just made it perfect because Darth Vader is is a, like a fatherly figure in the series if you will in a way uh, just kind of the way he talked and everybody knows Vader by his his breathing sound and cadence that protrudes from his helmet that gives off such a intimidating energy to to his character and Although, like, the helmet, it seems hot as shit to wear, it's truly iconic and priceless on screen. Now, another thing about Vader that I noticed watching the movies is I always thought that he was kind of a spare Jedi. His, his character actor, like, underneath the suit seemed to be very unathletic and stiff, and he just couldn't move that well, but he was undeniably uh, smart and strong, and he had such a strong power within the force or whatever whatever you want to call it you can almost almost call him the tom brady of the galaxy if if you will let's move on from vader before the star wars nerds come after me and let's move on to my number one favorite movie mask of all time bane first we'll start off with the actor tom hardy who is my favorite actor of all time he's very versatile and he's very captivating on screen he, start, he started movies um, such as The uh, Warrior, Venom, which he was okay in, but I still loved watching him on screen. Uh, Legend, where he played the, the twins in the mob, and he also played a part in Peaky Blinders, which he was, he was great in. Uh, for, now, moving on to the Batman part of things, for the first time in Dark Knight Rises, Batman had come, come up against someone who is stronger than him physically and that's what made dark knight rises more thrilling in that you didn't think batman was going to win until you reached the very end of the movie batman was really put to the test against bane now bane's mask it was simply a breathing accessory reading into it he suffered traumatizing pain from helping talia escape from the prison pit and got jumped by the inmates and the mask gives him his body like the air or the gas that it needs for him to live um it protruded kind of a lighter vader tone in his voice but very distinct in that you could recognize one from the other and it made him that much more intimidating now i would do none of this justice if i didn't let you guys listen to a little bit of audio from Bane talking to Batman. And I was searching around for a clip to find, and I know which clip you all want me to play. 
So I'm going to play this one from the first meeting of Batman and Bane. I love that that raspiness at the end that he that he uses, and I love at the beginning of that scene when Catwoman just locks Batman in the little cage or whatever that room was underground, and Bane is just standing there holding his his little uh, girdle on his shoulder like it's his shoulder pads in football, and he he knows how strong he is. He doesn't need to get an athletic stance or anything like that. He just he knows how strong he is. He just stands there, and he's like. You better come to me, Batman, because you know this is not going to end well for you. That's how, how just strong Bane is, and he's just so captivating when he's on screen. I couldn't wait for him to get back on screen um, during this movie. It's kind of like the Joker in the, the first Dark Knight, where you just you need to watch the villain because it's literally the best part of the movie. And Tom Hardy did a, did a fantastic job of following Heath Ledger in the sequel to, to the Batman movie. And he kept the momentum of how great this trilogy has been since the beginning of Batman Begins. And it still holds up today. You can watch the movies at any time and be just as thrilled. I've seen all of them 10 times plus each. And I thought it was very fitting to put Bane as my number one, as my favorite movie mask of all time. Do you? The beeper. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for the show. Uh, I can't finish the show without giving some of my team uh, credits. So I want to give a little bit of credit to our audio producer, Colton Troy Bolton, our podcast quarterback, Downs Et Hut, podcast wingman, Who Fuckin' Tonight, our cologne consultant, Elon's Musk, and our on-site medical professional, Dr. Jalapeno Switzerland. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm out.